Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, around the world, around the internet, to Desperately Seeking Entertainment. I am your host, Ben Frawley, filling in for our benefactor, our Miss Havisham, Chris Peterson. With us is the lovely, 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 dear, 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 dear friend, Lynette Williams. How you doing, Lynette? Good. You're going to give me a complex. Woo! All those dear, dear, and such, such goodness, such friendship. You get a complex. A complex, uh, a mental complexity in my head. It'll go all fashenta. Well, I don't even know if that's a word. I know. It, it sounded good. I'll, I'll buy it. Uh, you sold it. Uh, so, folks, we are here to talk about entertainment. We might skew into some other realms tonight, which I think we will. But um, if you're tuning in for the first time, which you might, Lynette or whoever my co-host is, we talk about entertainment topics around the world, um, probably the most popular ones of the week. But here's the catch. We discuss them live on the air. Lynette has no idea what I'm bringing. I have no idea what Lynette's bringing. So we go back and forth. You hear our live reactions. So we just talk about what's important to us because entertainment is most important. Hurrah. Huzzah. So, huzzah. Huzzah. So that being said, Lynette, ladies first, what do you got for us? Well, I find it interesting that you said hurrah and into her huzzah. Have mm-hmm. you been watching The Great on Hulu? I have not. All right, then we're going to talk about this first. This is going right, to be the thing. So, like, win- midwinter, because Watchmen was still on, right? We talked about Catherine the Great on HBO. Right. And how beautiful costumes, blah, blah, blah. Well, Hulu recently came out with a show called The Great. Um, and as they put it, occasionally based on fact. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about Catherine the Great coming to court and like her just starting out with Peter the Emperor. Um, and it stars Nicole as uh, Peter. He doesn't have a name yet. So just Peter the, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and Catherine, who is played by someone I will have to look up, um, but it's interesting because it's historical fiction, uh, loosely based on fact, like they use real people's names and things. Uh, but it's got me intrigued because one, while the costumes in Catherine the Great on HBO were dramatically better, this show is effing hilarious. Um, they have no problems throwing around the F word. Uh, they... <laughs> They put them in situations that are just redonkulous. Um, and I've been eating it up. Uh, it's just, it's a wonderful, witty play. It's very, and I call it a play, because to me it is a play, as we have no theater anymore. Uh, right. Theater is dead. Uh, sorry, it is not. It will relive in life. But um, they do a wonderful job of um, of just being really transparent. And, and I feel like we haven't seen that in a show. It, and you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yep. So, like, you're just like, all right, I feel like I'm literally just, like, I'm in the court. I'm watching these people's lives. I'm allowed to be in these rooms that I normally wouldn't be in. And this is what's going down. And it happens it. to be funny and weird and crazy all at the same time. I think I remember seeing the trailer for this. I definitely – it's definitely on my watch list. I can't wait. This definitely – me and Katie Kat are going to have to check this one out. I remember seeing the trailer. I I love it. Yep, yeah. Totally, Lynette. Great. 
The only thing I'm going to give fair warning on, because this is something I've been having trouble with. Now, okay. you know me. I have no problems with mindless sense of mindless acts of violence on TV. It does not bother me if you want to punch people, if you want to poke people's eyes out, if you want to, like, slash yeah. them until right. they're, like, bleeding, whatever. Jason and Freddy and all that. Right, right. Yeah, sure. However, the minute you touch an animal, I'm about to protest like oh. penis style. Uh-oh. Now... I know they're fake animals because they have the thing that says no animals were harmed during the filming of this. However, they make it look so real that I'm like, did they have to hurt this poor dog or did they have to hurt this animal or whatever it may be? Because it's not just our simple cats and dogs. They they go crazy. Um, And so it's, it's a little, it's a little weird, but then I think about it and I'm like, well, in this time period, they, didn't have PETA. They didn't have Oh, definitely not. Piece. So, like, yeah. They wouldn't think twice. Like, they, they didn't think about endangered species. If they if they saw a toucan and they wanted it dead, they would just kill it. Yeah, like, they barely thought about human life. <laughs> exactly. Well, and they proved that, too. But, uh, so that's the one, that's the one disclaimer I would I would give this show. Check it out, but uh, be prepared. They, they really put you in that time frame so they don't give a fuck about life (laughs) (laughs) gotcha well you know it's funny that you bring this show up this is on my watch list thank you so much for covering it it's great uh great review um but i so speaking of watchmen katie and i she had never seen any of the watchmen Mm. she had never read the book never saw the movie nothing so um and chris last time we were on the air i think he said he's showing the wife and he said, just go for it. Just go for it, bro. Just show it. And I was like, all right. But The, the what... movie or the series or both? Chris said, just go in blindly into the series. Now. That's... Okay. So I was like, all right, let me try it. And and so I went into the first, and I'm going to segue back into your, your first story. But oh, yeah. because um, I'm, I'm talking about historical recreation kind of thing. Right. Um, so the first episode played well, but lots of questions, mm. a ton of questions, like all of us had. Then I went and watched the director's cut of Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder cut of the movie, mm-hmm. and then went back to episode two. With Kitty Cat. Yep. Okay. The, the only problem is the end of the Zack Snyder movie doesn't end with giant squids. So you kind of have to explain why there's squids falling from the sky in the Watchmen show. Yeah, I I didn't get that when I was watching the show. Right. And and honestly, I, it didn't register to me. I was just like, all right, they're in the not near future, other world. This is just something that happens. Right. And then later they explain, or the, you know, they talk. We talk about it, but like, shit. Spoiler alert. Um, right. So I, for me personally, I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I was like, ah, either they'll get to it or it's just part of the, it's part of the new, new, new show. timeline. Right. Yeah. Right. So did she, but that was like a big thing for her that it wasn't explained. Well, we, I mean, there was, there was a lot of questions. So I was like, all right, you know what? Maybe I have to go back. And then we just started the show or the movie. Yeah. So that's the way to do it. And like, you know what? She's enjoying it. Like. And she got into that binge mode. She's like, let's watch another one. Let's watch another one. Let's watch another one. So we haven't got to episode six yet. So I will report when we get there. But 
Um, the reason why I bring that up is uh, to segue back to your first story is I love and uh, something that has become very popular um, is that historical recreation in movies. Yes. Where you're playing with history in this weird timeline. Um, and I just rewatched the opening credits to The Watchmen, which is probably one of the coolest five minutes of movie ever. We're just watching like, you know, Neil Armstrong land on the moon. And Dr. Manhattan's there taking his picture. Right. Just cool stuff. Yeah. Um, Watchmen came out in the mid-80s, the actual comic. Was, I mean, maybe maybe back in the day there was historical recreation. But to me, there was science fiction where they would recreate something that might happen in this timeline. Whether it be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea or H.G. Wells, Time Machine or something like that. But... I think what really popularized where I'm going to take something that happened in real life, like Nixon being president and give him three terms, I think started with the Watchmen comic. Lynette, I don't know if I can think of another historical recreation fiction that was like that. I. Uh, it's hard for me. Pre-1985. Pre-1985, no. The only other thing I was going to add that might add to this to to the idea that you can get away with it a little bit more freely is I would say that there were two movies that came out because if I remember correctly, chronologically, I think they came out pretty close together was we actually had the movie of the Watchmen, but we also had that movie by um, Sophia Coppola, Marie Antoinette. Yes. And I think, I think those two together kind of brought it to the mainstream. Like, I think I think Watchmen, because I can't think of anything, I think Watchmen brought it, like, the comic book was like, oh, we can do this. So right. I think people started thinking about it. Then we got the movie, and they were like, oh, we can bring this to screen. We could, we could do this. We could do things like this. Maybe a couple of years ago, you had Tarantino with Inglorious Bastards, where True. they're, you know, where you have a World War II fiction, and all of a sudden, the end of the movie... You know what? We're gonna totally kill Hitler, and they yeah. do it. Spoiler alert: They totally do it. Let's just do this. And you're like, wait, what? Wait, that's like, not that, happen. That yeah, that way that didn't happen. But that's not a thing. Screw it. And then like, and then that. I think that really got people's brains going. Like, and you're like, whoa, wait. That is that just made this movie like to another level. You know what I mean? It made yeah. it from like this like kind of wartime groggy kind of cool dialogue thing with Brad Pitt to wait. We just changed history. Yeah. <laughs> But I think, I mean, well, you're right, because Marie Antoinette, they, they still handle her, like, she she still ends in the same means. Like, she still she still dies at the people's hands. Of course. But the, but the way that we see her got changed, but, because of it course. just, it does seem like there's been a lot of, I mean, between um, The Hunters, right. uh, the new Watchmen series, the this, the great, what else, there was something else I just watched that was revisionist. Oh, Once Upon a Time. Once upon a time, great. Yep. And then, there, but there was another one. There was something else I literally just watched that I was like, oh. Well, and okay. then you know, I think Tarantino. I you you can't go without citing him because he had Inglorious Bastards and Django. You know what I mean? True. Where, where Django really plays on the miniseries roots. It really plays upon that. Yeah. And and how many times we you know whether it be Twelve Years a Slave, which came a couple of years after. Some other dramatic slavery movie where, oh my God, you know what I mean? We're just going to watch 
downtrodden people get downtrodden on screen and just leave the theater like, oh, my God, I can't stand myself or anything that has happened in this world. And he but just flipped it on his head. And then, you know, and then, but then Jamie Foxx just wails on <laughs> these white people and it's awesome. And you're like, yeah, like, this is great. Like, and I think that opened people's eyes like, oh, my God, I can do anything. You know what I mean? Nothing is sacred. I can do anything with with if I'm going to create a fictional piece on screen or in fiction, I can take anything and make it mine. And I love the way we're going with it. Yeah, I, I, I to an extent. Because to you, an you extent. Got, because you have to be careful. Because think about the backlash that the dude from The Hunters got about about how he recre- recreated or re-vi- re- re-envisioned scenes from the Holocaust. Right. Like, which, yes yes, and no. I don't know. I can see both sides of the, the coin on that one. Yeah, and, um, and you know what? We're, and we're sitting here, you know, I'm like, I, I, I think I know what you're saying. Like, we're sitting here as educated people. We're very right. educated. We know what actually happened in history, right? We're well-read right. people. And we're also um, the type of people that would look it up. Right, exactly. At least, you know, oh, shit, did that actually happen? Because I um, did. Right. <laughs> I looked up several right. things. I was like, wait, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that don't. Right. And then take it for truth. Or we're in the land of deep faking, mm. where someone can slow something down and make it true in real time. So I get what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's a beautiful time we live in and a deadly time we live in. So yeah, great, great, great stuff, Lynette. All right. Awesome. So what do you my got? my number one? I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. <laughs> Sorry. Where's that from? I know that. Uh, it's from that? the room. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh right. Yes. Right. Okay. Anyway, I cannot. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, I cannot go without saying something about my first story. The musical Hamilton on yes. Disney+. Plus. Alexander Hamilton. Okay. All right, Lynette. All right. So, <laughs> How many times I, have you watched it? Who's your favorite character? Did you take the quiz about who you would be in the musical? And are you excited or miffed that it's not historically accurate? Talk about revisionist history. Okay, I sorry. know. I well, it's a great out. segue. We got segues all day in this uh, <laughs> podcast. Um <laughs> So, Lynette, okay. Find a co- I'm sorry, real quick. We should find a company that makes segues that should sponsor us. <laughs> what do you mean? Like they're a physical thing? They make it a factory or something? <laughs> yeah, a Segway. Isn't it like a scooter? It's like a scooter. Oh, not the S-E-Q or G-U-E, but like the S-E-G way. <laughs> Correct. If you, if you literally have to explain my pun, it's just not worth it, Ben. <laughs> We took the lowest form of humor and made it lower. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> All right, Hamilton, go. Anyway, anyway, Hamilton. So, Lynette, I'm coming into Hamilton on Disney Plus as a thing, you know. Listen, I, I am well known to say that uh, I'm not a big musical guy, right? I don't visit the city a lot. I'm not rich and famous, so I couldn't get a ticket to this thing, but I knew it was a thing. I knew it was a thing. <laughs> And I know that Lin-Manuel is a very famous person. I knew this thing is, it was coming. It was building. And when I heard it was coming to Disney Plus, I was so excited. Um, That's how I'm coming at it. Lynette, what is your history before this last weekend? Have you actually seen it in real life? Or what's what's the deal? So, I've seen it twice. 
once on Broadway with the original cast in previews and President Obama. How in did the you audience. see that? How'd you do that? Oh, mother! Sorry. <laughs> Very excited yeah. about that. Uh, brag about it. How did you do? How did you make that happen? I'm gonna name drop my friend Kate Regan because she's amazing and she wow. brings me all the luck. Kate, my friend Kate Regan and I do theater shows. She was able to snag the fifty-seven dollar tickets up in the up in Shut the balcony. Up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I was like, well, do you think I'll be able to get a ticket so I can come with you guys? She's like, well, just keep checking. People cancel all the time. You'll, be, I'm sure, a t- one single ticket will pop up. Lo and behold, one single ticket in the orchestra popped up. I texted her and I said, is it worth this money? And she said, yes. Uh, yeah. I With taxes and fees, I spent $216 for a okay. preview ticket All right. for Hamilton. So um, we got a weird email about a week before we were going to go that said, due to heightened security issues, and we're like, there's been no bomb threats in New York. Right. We're like, what the hell? And we've, like... We go to Broadway all the time. We had never gotten an email like this. Like they were yeah, telling I've never people, gotten broad- to show up. I've never gotten that. I've never gotten an email like that. Yeah, they were telling people to show up for will call uh, a week early, or not a week early. Well, if they were in the city, to pick them up as early as possible, but okay. definitely the night before. They were telling people that we were. They wanted us to be in line to get into the theater an hour before the show started, which we've never heard of. We're like, no wait, no way. What? We're like, what is going on? And then President Obama came on and he was like, yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm taking my girls to see Hamilton this Saturday. And we're like, that's our show! We're going to that show! He's going to be our show! Totally got to see him. Holy snap. I know. I was like not even 10 rows away from him. It was crazy. <sighs> Just crazy. That um, is awesome. Yeah, but it was a matinee. Actually, so it wasn't quite the original cast. Oh, I just realized that because it was a matinee. And Lynn had it in his contract that he didn't do two o'clock matinees. That Javier uh, Mendoza, I think the guy that, yeah, Yeah. the guy that fills in. Understudy, yeah, he does it um, on those Saturdays. Well, we thought for sure if Obama's coming, he'll do it. And he was like, no, I have to sit next to President Obama during my show. Oh, pimp move. I know. I was just like, what? So. We were fine. He came out, like, Lynn came out and did the ham for ham. So we got to see him then. And his nice little snazzy, snazzy, I even remember what he wore. His little snazzy purple shirt and his black suit and his little tie. Ah, so cute. I'm totally in love with that man. If Lynn, if you're listening and you ever break up with Vanessa, give me a call. Anywho. Yeah, uh, she's available. I'm available. Uh, <laughs> even if you just want to be friends. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah, so we got to see it that Available way. to be friends. They're, available you're available to be friends. To be... That's true. You're accepting friends at this time. That is true. Uh, <laughs> as long as they can stay socially distant because I don't want to get the COVID. Well, right, right. Corona, uh, keep it oh, away. Oh, my, my Lynette, corona. Sorry. Lynette, you would, you would tell Lynn Manuel to be socially distant? No. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> If he so choose to be in my space, I would tell him to wear a mask. Yeah. I got to take care of little kids. But you other being, than that, you, we good. You being quarantined together? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> back, to, back to Hamilton. Ridiculous question. Ridiculous. Right. Why even ask it? So we we see the show. It was freaking phenomenal. Amazing. Exciting. Super exciting. And then it came on tour. And I was like. I'm going to buy tickets. So I saw it at our local theater while it was on tour. 
I actually ended up paying more for the tour than I did for the Broadway. But meh, they were still phenomenal. They were actually as good, if not some of the some of the actors weren't better than the Broadway cast. Yeah, I said it. Mm. Um, but it was phenomenal. So I, I have had lots of exposure with Hamilton. And listening to the soundtrack on repeat in between all of those times. Awesome. So I think I represent a lot of the world when yes. saying I've never seen Hamilton. I've heard about it. I've heard a couple songs, but it's it's hard to listen to a musical score without seeing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and like I would listen to sing and actually. I saw some theater majors up at Syracuse University at Singers uh, Karaoke Bar up here, which, uh, Lynette, you're going with me when everything opens up. Um, I saw this guy do some Hamilton songs in front of all of us. Our jaws dropped to the floor. He had it all memorized. It was pretty amazing. Um, So I understood what it was after that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, this guy memorized that? And I was like, crazy. So anyway, going into it, I knew that was – historical drama musical about Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just love the concept. I know enough geeky American history to know who that is. Um, and going into it, I, my expectations were high. My expectations were met. Yes! Full force. Full force. And you know me, I'm not a musical guy, but no. um, I just, I'm, but I am a Music guy. I love the raps. I love the hip hops. And I just thought it was such an amazing way. And I was telling Katie Cat before we went on, like, you know, musicals, even old school musicals, aren't without not not per se rap music, mm. but words put to a beat. Right. If if you think of the beginning, uh, Lynette, you think of the beginning of the music man. Right. He's a music man. He's a what? He's a what? He's a music, music man. man. And he, it's, yeah. And he talk, and it's on, what do you talk? What do you talk? What do you talk? Right. And it's on that beat. There's no there's no music going. You know what I mean? It's right. on that beat. And it brought me back to it was so kind of per, it is so kind of yeah. perfect. In that way, it's like, all right, here's something new. This new music, right? And um there's so many ways from Sunday that this could have gone wrong. <laughs> Let's say, like, I don't know, this, like, cheesy kind of, like, musical scoring guy was like, you know, we should make a, a musical with hip-hop in it, and it'll be fancy. You know what I mean? And it'll be like, and it'll just be so lame, but yeah. he Hey, kids, took... I'm going to teach you about the Founding Fathers. And yeah, you turn right. the hat to the side, yeah. put the glasses on. Yeah. It would have been so lame. It, yeah, it would have just been, like, so stupid. There's, there's this um, amazing... And I always bring it back to Mr. Show, but there's this amazing Mr. Show sketch called Rap the Musical. It's so great. As scored by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's it's one of the oh. funniest sketches of all time. I, I'll send that to you on YouTube. But yes, it could have been that. It could have been just, just generic like white people just rapping in front of you and been like, this is terrible. Right. But uh, let's get away from that. Lynette, this was amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. I've seen it twice. I showed Deacon the first couple songs. Um, and he's sitting there just watching it. And like... And, it, uh, you know, a six-year-old doesn't c- quite understand, you know, the history right. and everything. But I'm like, Deacon, imagine imagine having to memorize this. Yeah. And as an actor, as a performer, um, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, Lynette, if you were in charge of a local production of Hamilton, 
Who would you cast me as? <laughs> Go ahead, just say it. It's fine. Come uh, on. Come on. It's a it's a baritone. Come on. It's one of the only singing street singing parts. Come on. Uh uh it, the the answer is the answer is King George the <laughs> Third. I'd be amazing at that part. Anyway, so actually, yeah, you would. Now that I think about it, I, I honestly, I this is gonna sound terrible. I was like, what white guys are in the show? Exactly, <laughs> the white guy, like, the whitest guy. Exactly. The, the answer is the whitest guy. And yes, that would be right. me. Uh, so, so I, I was like, sitting, I was like, oh my god, like that is my like. That's the king of my just to be the biggest D bag of all time on stage. As you know, I love being that. Uh, so in real life and on stage. But can we talk um, about the spittle? Oh, oh my god, so yeah, excited! What was, the blowback? what was the blowback of the spittle? Like I, I read a couple articles. I think people were like everything that I had seen. People were just like, "Oh no, he's really like he's really enunciating." Okay, right. good. Like, but they like I saw it on an eighty-inch screen TV, so that spittle was not small it was <laughs> think about that that was gonna be on the big screen if we had gone to see it in imax in 3d <laughs> that spittle yeah. was gonna be coming at you <laughs> well talk about live theater experience yeah well lynette i'm here to tell you as someone that's not a musical person i'm here to tell yeah. the internet about this um just watch go it. in just yeah. watch it it's um, worth the seven day oh you can't get in on the free preview what do you mean? What's that? So you know how Disney runs like deals where you can get like a seven day trial to see if you like Disney. Yeah. Hamilton is excluded from that. Oh, I just we'll just get just get Disney Plus. Right. Get Disney I mean, Plus. I mean, there's yeah, tons of stuff. Start on banging that. out. Yeah. Start banging out the MCU and Star Wars. Or what are you doing? Right. I mean, but so. <laughs> you doing it yourself. But um, yeah, dude, Hamilton was so great. I loved. I loved. It almost made Hamilton like a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like he had these superpowers to write, like he was running out of time, right. like he was not going to give up his shot. I mean, just the hooks, the hooks of these rap songs and the rap songs. Uh, that, let's just call them what they are. They're rap songs. And that's something that musicals have done before. They have hooks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it be, you know, Shapoopy or whatever, whatever the, the hook is, it, it brings you back to this hook. You know what I mean? Like, and. I'm not going to give up my shot is out of control. Like that song Uh, is so out of control, so out of control and everyone's great. Lynette, you asked me who's my favorite character. Yeah. My favorite character. And this is funny. My favorite character is Thomas Jefferson. He comes on up swinging his hair Mm. like uh, president uh, Camacho, like Terry Crews with the long hair. And it is so great. He's dressed like Prince. He's got a little purple on. Mm (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I was like, like, and it's so funny because you're watching the show and you're like, okay. And the hits, like, I think it's, a, it's close to intermission. It's like, it's definitely getting into like second act territory. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, I kind of get the gimmick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he goes yeah. away. Thomas Jefferson goes away. Or he goes away. He comes no, no, back no. Yeah. Lafayette is all first act. And then second act right. is Thomas Jefferson. Right. Yeah. And that is a, as an actor, that it's, is, oh my God. I know. <laughs> that my is f- out of control. My favorite joke yeah. about Hamilton I ever, ever, ever read was when it first when it first opened and it was maybe about two to three months in and people like they people had started seeing it. So it started getting like actual people traction um, and somebody goes, all right, 
if I, if you, if I, what do I need to know about Hamilton? What's the one thing I need to know about Hamilton? The person wrote, because I think this is on a Facebook feed, he goes, Act one, ponytails. Act two, <laughs> no ponytails. <laughs> and it's true. I'm just like, you're right. All the dudes are wearing ponytails. And then in act two, nobody's wearing ponytails. That's great. I, I mean, the, that is funny. Uh, the, the last thing, Lynette, I, I think, you know, so I've, I've read a lot about this release. Mm-hmm. Coming to Disney and stuff, and how they've been waiting. Mm-hmm. They've kind of just been waiting for the right, you know, the right time to put it out there. Uh, and of course, this is the right time with the pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, no one's going to Broadway, n- no one at all. Um, and I get it. You know what I mean? You want to just kind of keep this thing going as far as possible. Mm-hmm. So, but let's just talk about a musical like this that uses hip hop and rap that talks about a revolution in this country. And uses hip hop and rap for that vehicle, and how appropriate it is in this day and age, like today. To oh. that was, and I and I get when when did you see it? Like probably 2011 with Obama, 2012. Oh my god, or 10? not that old. No, 2015. Okay. Those so previews, yeah. I mean, even when you saw it back then, it didn't mean as much as it does right now. Politically. No, because, well, he was ending his. So he was scary. Closer was scary to the end of his, right. of his, of his, yeah, of his presidency. However, we were still in the throes of thinking we could get another Democrat in the office. So it was that pre Hillary, like, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll have a, we've, we've got Hillary on the back burner. This shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll take the White House. That's, it wasn't as like, needed if that makes sense like it was awesome it totally talked to us it let us reminded us of like where we came from it made you proud to be an american kind of thing right but it didn't have the well actually no that's not true because black black lives matter movement started around then i mean not as strong as it is now no but it was definitely (laughs) beginning the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement was 2014-2015. With uh with uh Gardner in New York City? I believe so. Trayvon yeah. Trayvon Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Part, yeah, so, right. So like it was that was there. Like for I remember cuz I remember being proud not only as American but being as like a black person in this audience and being like yeah. Yeah, like you like we need a revolution. We're going to do this. We're going to take it. We're going to take back America. Like, that's what I took from it because we needed that. Now, it's like 10 times more. It's, yeah, it's, that's, it's that's how 20 I felt. Fold. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and you know what, Lynette? It, it's as, as a white male in America, uh, right. and, but a firm supporter of Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on as far as change in this country, it reminded me of what it is to be an American. We are, yeah. we are revolutionaries. We are yeah. against this tyrannous douchebag king. Right. And what a perfect embodiment um, of what is going on now and everything that is evil and just old in this country is George the Third and the Hamilton. I mean, you almost yeah. like, I mean, it's so spot on. 
it's so spot on with mandates and and just oh my god it's so perfect and but that's what kind of stirs inside of me is just let's not forget our roots yeah and that's why you feel that more than any other country in this world whatever you whether whether you be black or white or any anywhere if you're an american you identify as an american there's this thing that stirs inside you that when someone tells you to do something <laughs> no and you don't want to do it, it it's just this zach de la rocha rage against the machine thing that just stirs in you and you're just like you know what <laughs> you know what i gotta tell you and you just want to spit lyrics like alexander hamilton and it's just it was just amazing. It's an amazing experience. I just hope to pass it on to other people. If you're listening to this right now and, you know, you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we don't just talk about theater on here, but my God, this is, and you know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I think there's a lot of people out there that haven't seen this because they're not musical people like me mm. and they yeah. haven't been able to see it. I mean, I yeah. tried to Google this thing and you can't see it. So hop on Disney plus totally see it. Lynette, I think that's enough Hamilton. What's your number two for us, baby? I want to say one last thing, and then I'll move on to my number two. All right. What do you got? One last thing about Hamilton is also the reason why it is so brilliant and it speaks to so many people, whether you're in musical theater or not, is because they had a musical theater person direct the movie. Okay. So he directed the show for the stage, and he directed the movie. And I think that's going forward for those live performances on ABC, NBC, CBS... If we get Uh, back to those, we need to make sure that you're getting musical theater people to direct those. That's the only thing I want to say. I like that. I like that statement. No, I totally know what you mean. Like the close-ups, the slow movements, the, the, the everything, as opposed to like a reality TV feel, like the Grease live performance did. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So, um, but so number two, number two, number two, um, oh, oh. I want to talk about this. All right. So I don't know if you read it. I read. I wrote a blog post uh, at in the middle of the epidemic, uh, New York's epidemic, because we're still obviously in it, about my connection to the color purple, the movie The okay. Color Purple. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. Um. So it was just announced three days ago, and at least I read it on Shadow Act, that The Color Purple is coming back to the big screens at some point. But it won't just be a film this time. Oprah Winfrey and Steven Spielberg um, are coming back to do the musical version of The Color Purple. But what they did not announce was, is whether they're actually using, like if they're making a movie of the musical version of The Color Purple. So there's the book by Alice Walker. That was the original content. Then in the 80s, uh, Steven Spielberg, Oprah Winfrey, Whoopi Goldberg, they made The Color Purple into a movie. Then we got, um, in the 90s, was the original Broadway cast of The Color Purple. Then in 2000, I saw it after. So 2016 through 2017, we got a revival of The Color Purple, which was Knock Your Socks Off with Chris's favorite person, Cynthia Erivo. Right, she can't do any wrong in my book, so go ahead. Right, I mean, she's she's literally God's vessel on earth. Right, um, exactly. Chris will agree with that. Of course. Uh, <laughs> inside joke, listen to the old podcast. Anyhow. That's right. So, they announced 
that they're going to do this movie, but we don't know if it's new music, if it's a musicalized version of the movie they made in 1985, or if it's like the huh. actual stage mute. Like, are they going? Like, we don't know. They just announced that they're going to do a musical version of the film. Interesting. So people are like, do we need another color purple? And I'm like, if it is the one that I saw on Broadway with Cynthia Erivo, uh, Jennifer Hudson, and oh my God, Tasty, what is Daniel Jackson? Wow. Uh, then yes, it is. It is what we need. It is what Man, we need in this world. You know, you just clean up on seeing some live performances on Broadway. Look at you. I went through a phase. <laughs> I, my phase is, is that I try to go down once a month. And when I go down once a month, I try to see two shows in a day. So if I'm down there for the entire weekend, I'm usually seeing three shows. Well, you know what, Lynette, when when we build the wall around New York, not to imprison us, but to uh, block out the rest of the right. United States, uh, me and Katie Cat will be joining you on the venture. So awesome. just let us know. Yeah, I can't um, P.S. You said build the wall. That is yeah. actually a line from a new music, uh, a musical that had to close because of Corona called Hades Town. Oh yeah. Why, why do we build the wall, my children? My children. Sorry. <laughs> Excellent. I but back to color purple. So yes. My question: You already mentioned you're not, you're not a huge musical fan, but right. you are a theater person. Of course. You. I'm assuming you saw the original Color Purple the of movie. Of course. Read the book too. Awesome! Oh my god, I'm so proud. You're such a good ally. Come on. Um, Come on. <laughs> so, what would you think about a musical version of Color Purple? What What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I mean, you saw it. You saw a, a musical version, but that is some that, that is some <laughs> intense that's some intense com like you know right? content to make a musical. So. I mean, it's going to be intense. No matter what. We're going to be crying. I'm going to be crying when I leave that theater. So you got like Jennifer Hudson yelling at me. I'm going to I'm going to be bawling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, assuming the caster, she said some she said some harsh things when she left. Oh, she pulled she pulled this. Uh, what she the Tony nominations came out. Yeah. And she made a comment like, yet again, they use me for my for my name. And yet again, I don't get recognition for it. I wanted to be like, Jennifer Hudson, you got a paycheck. That was your well, recognition. I mean, that's towards the Tony's, not really towards the musical itself, right? True. Yeah. True, I guess. Yeah. But then it, it's become a pattern with her, I've noticed. Oh. But yeah. I digress. So, right. you, know, you know, Chris has his feelings about Cynthia. I have my feelings about Jennifer. Yeah. So, not that I've ever... <laughs> Well, I can't wait to. Yeah, that would be. It's gonna be interesting, no matter what. So, you know what? You know what, Lynette? Here's my critique of musicals. You ready? Yeah. The reason why Rocky Horror Picture Show is still my favorite musical is because there's an edge in there. There's Man. there's there's something a little risque in there. You know what I mean? Having like a transvestite transsexual as one of your main characters. You know what I mean? Like there's still yeah. like. There's a little John Waters in there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's something to watch. I want to watch this movie. It's a little crazy and risque and stuff like that. Same with Hamilton. There's a little hip-hop. There's a lot of death. There's shooting. There's live duels on stage. I want to see a little risky stuff. So maybe this is, I need something a little, like, dangerous content in there. And Color mm. Purple has a lot of dangerous <laughs> content. So It does. It does I love it. Me. I love it. So 
or not dangerous, but intense. intense. Yeah. No, no, no. I, want the I know. Intensity. You I know got what I mean? You. Maybe I just I, I don't know. When I want to see someone sing dramatically, I don't want to see like someone just sing like I'm in love. No, I'm not. Like kind of stuff. I want right. to see like like everyone's dying around me kind of singing. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably good. Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't want to see somebody singing about how the hills are alive with the sound of music. You know, no. and running well, from Nazis. Well, that's just bleh. That's pretty good. I mean, those Nazis are pretty. I mean, Nazis are the best bad guys in uh, Sound of Music and Indiana Jones. I mean, you put and the Blues Brothers. You put a Nazis in, you got a good movie. So, all right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do you one solid. I want you yep. to check out. I want you to find the soundtrack and I want you to listen to it. And then we're yep. gonna get back and talk about it. Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Okay. All, all right. right. Musical. Don't think of it as yeah musical. Yep. Don't think of it as Hamilton because it's not. But it's got it's got I think everything you're looking for. I want you to listen to it and let me know what you think. All right. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Nice suggestion. All, All right. right. What um, do you got? Number two? two. My number two is, uh, so Katie, Kat, and I, we've been uh, checking out the Netflix. Are mm. you familiar with the Netflix? You mean the flicks of net? Yes. Ex- exact. Uh, the flicks on the net. Oh, because I was going to say flicks of net are really my, <laughs> my movies. Those are my. Well, I mean, we flicks. don't have the internet here in Oneida, New York yet. Um, oh. So we get to the discs. So. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, is somebody literally dialing it up for you? Right. Ah! Ha ha. So <laughs> zinger. Um, so anyway, so we're, t- <laughs> so we've been checking out um, everything that's been coming to the flicks of the net. And um, are you familiar with Eric Andre? No. Okay. So. Let me break this down for you people out there. Just just hold in there. Eric Andre is, a, I'm going to say he's a stand-up comedian, but he had this show called The Eric Andre Show. If you want to just see what he does there, just do um, the best of the Eric Andre Show on YouTube. It was an adult swim show. Kind of jackass, kind of anarchistic dude that is just wild. Um, okay. he, he has a stand-up special called um, Legalize Everything. <laughs> Nice. And um, I concur. And Lynette, you'll appreciate this. He is half black, half Jewish. <gasps> is he single? <laughs> uh, Lynn, you might have some competition. He might be. <laughs> but after you watch his stand up, you might be like, all right, well, you know, never mind. I'm all set. <laughs> but let me tell you about this stand up. This stand up is great. He is able to embody this kind of wildcat madness inside the stand-up, right? Like this jackass Bam Margera getting hit with a giant high-five kind of madness. Mm. But at the same time, having a political agenda. At the same time, talking about, definitely talking about Black Lives Matter. So let me tell you this. He he recorded this pre-quarantine in New Orleans. So it's a live audience. Probably like happened probably like end of last year when they recorded this. And um, I don't want to ruin anything, but he pokes at the police. He does. And he does it in a way absurdist way. Okay. And there's one bit where he is dressed like a police officer. I thought you were (laughs) going to say he was dressed like bacon. He's he's dressed like a, this is better. He dressed like a police officer and he he parks the squad car right on Bourbon Street and he piles out of it in all these beer cans and empty pill bottles <laughs> empty out with him. 
And he's, he's just, I think he's screaming, who wants to party or something like that. <laughs> um, so that's all I'm going to say. That's actually how it's all starts. So uh, it just goes from there. And let me tell you. So my buddy Ryan across the street said the end of the standup special is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And he was not bluffing. And if wow. I, and I, and I'm not going to tell you what that is because the end of this thing is so crazy. So he talks about drugs, drug use, America. He de- he has one bit that is uh, – it's almost like he's fortune-telling. I mean I know that – I know that African-Americans are, were, has, have been killed by the police from here to the fucking beginning of police. Yeah. Right. Um, but what he says in this stand-up special – rings so true in this crazy absurd way that you're like oh my god like he is the next like messiah like how did he call what was going to happen three months later it's so insane it is one of those things and i know we've covered a lot of um people talking about black lives matter we talked we covered the 846 by dave Chappelle. we've we've talked about a lot but it's been hard to Take this day and age where we're all trapped inside and America's COVID cases are rising. All this awful stuff is happening and make us laugh. And all all they had to do is rewind six months and release the special. And it was great. So I, a high, high recommendation. I mean, I know that Eric Andre is not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I know he gets a little too crazy for people. But there are some things that happen in this stand-up special that if you're not, if you stick with it, and stick with the whole stand-up special, you'll you will be rewarded tenfold. So, okay. Lynette, what is what is something that you have watched, um, you know, in the past three months, let's say, that has made you laugh? That is something that is um, about the current day and age. Hmm. <laughs> or have you not laughed? <laughs> um, I'm try- I'm really trying to think. If it's about... I'm really trying hard, Ringo. <laughs> I know. Was, uh, honestly, I actually, so this is a good point. I, I have not been watching a lot of current things, things set in current day. Um, I think that's my coping mechanism. Um, so I have been reverting back to classics. I've been doing the top... Uh, like Turner classic movies like knows me now like I turn it on and it's like hey Lynette welcome back what kind of sassy 1950s musical do you want to watch tonight mm. like I I tend to tend to go backwards in time um which which is not a bad move because we're kind of running I mean hopefully not but we're kind of running towards the end of content <laughs> yeah I mean, for the past um, year, I've never, you know what, like, it's almost like, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it, but it's almost like I've been studying for this year to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I've just we been bulking up on my trivia, like, oh, my God, I got to watch all these shitty Italian horror movies from the 70s. It's because one day, movies won't exist anymore, and everyone's going to be like, what was the 70s like? I'll be like, well, my name's Ben Frawley. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, literally, like, when that meme came out about... Uh, I've been training for this my whole life. Like, I have. This is the reason why I sat inside instead of playing sports on Saturdays and Sundays is to watch TV and movies and know where to find things to be funny. Um, No, I would say the 
the one thing that I found interesting was I rewatched Community recently. Okay. So, and that was 2000, it ended in 2015, uh, six year season. However, still very, very poignant. Um, and especially season, like season three, while they they still had Chevy Chase on and he was still saying some racist ass, like scripted stuff. And like the looks that like Troy and, um, oh, what's Yvette Brown's character's name? Oh. Uh, the mom. I don't remember. Shirley. 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 Shirley, yeah. Yeah, Sean and Shirley. Like, the stuff that they say, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, they, pre- yeah, okay. Yeah. They thought they saw this coming. They saw it. It's there. Yeah, and Chevy Chase knew what he was doing, you know what I mean, by saying those lines. You know yeah. What I mean? So he did get totally fired for saying racist things off the air. Oh, well, yeah. Chevy Chase in real life. I mean, if you want to hear about Chevy Chase's antics off air, listen to the rewatchables Fletch because okay. his his life is just marred in, in just being a D-bag in re- yeah. and just in general. That just came out, right, on the rewatchables. I oh, yeah, a couple, couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, the only other thing that really made me laugh like a hyena, I cannot repeat. I probably could repeat it because I'm not saying the name. I work at a summer camp, and um, one of the campers just read our maintenance guy for filth. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, she was like seven and just took on a straight up 25 year old. And it was, it was like I was tear crying, tear crying from a seven year old. Nice. And I was like, this is inappropriate. I should not be laughing at this, but I am. I needed it. I needed it. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's good to find. So this was one thing that had me kind of just do that laugh release, and I was like, oh my god, something, someone's still making ha-has in this awful time is is just awesome. So, Lynette, what's your what's your number three? All right, my number three. So you know how we discussed how Beyonce is not a good actress. Of course, yes. So literally the day after we announced this, she released a trailer for. A no. movie she's in that she directed. No, she directed. Yes. Stop. It's, Stop it. I can't. It is a visual. So it's going to be a visual album. Oh, uh, yes. Um, It is called Black is King. And it's going to be released on Disney Plus. And she's in it. She stars in it. And she directed it. And I was you know like, what? no, I... Disney, no. No, well... <laughs> So now that we've made this statement on air, we have to watch this, of course. Of course. Oh, um, no. Oh, so, no. So here's oh, she's up. holding a baby. Is she nursing the baby? What's going on? Yeah, I haven't figured it all out yet. Because it's like <laughs> clip on clip on clip on clip. So you're just like, ah. Okay. Okay, Beyonce. I just know I, it seems like there's a lot of Africa in it. I think I think, I think there's a lot of Africa. Um, it. It looks intriguing, and because I'm almost almost okay with it because it's music based. Right, right. I so, get that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, it's a music. Okay, she does music. I get it. Right. Yeah, like I saw Homecoming. Did you see Homecoming? Yeah. Her concert. She directed that. Right. I I understand. Yeah, I didn't watch it, it but okay. yes, I know what yeah. you're talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whatever. It was, right. it was okay. Like the direct. Like it wasn't like, oh my god, she needs to win an Academy Award for directing. No. <laughs> Like, I mean, but it did the job. But direct a music video or a concert. Yeah, whatever. Right. Right. Um, though it was very confusing because she kept switching between outfits. And I was like, no, continuity. 
Um, yeah, I mean, our standards for directing is somewhere between George Miller, Mad Max, and a stage director at like a, a Broadway theater. Right. Right. <laughs> right. She will never meet those. She will no. never meet our requirements. No. Well, yeah, what's the spaghetti chart for Mad Max Fury Road? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. <laughs> the cars go here and then they go here and then. <laughs> that reminds me. Did you see the community episode of Mir- of of Mad Max? Mm mm. They did an entire community episode with Mad Max as the theme. Excellent. And they play an entire game of lava. Hot lava. <laughs> and it's it's brilliant. I thought of you the whole time. But anyway, so yeah, so Beyonce is gonna be so now we have to watch it. I think it comes out at the end of July. Uh listen, Lynette, I missed you so much. I this is for real. I've missed you so much. You know, seeing oh. you in real life. You know, we just rekindled in real in real life when yeah. the world was normal and stuff. And like you came up, you met Katie Cat, we were having great times. And then we had to shut it down. And we the got world shut couldn't it handle down. Us. And then all of a sudden you're telling me we might meet in the end of July and we're gonna watch a shitty Beyonce movie. <laughs> we can watch something better to make it up. But oh. like, yeah, we're gonna have to watch this. God damn it. It's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be terrible. We're go- it's going to be terrible. We're going to feed pigeons. I'm assuming we're watching this outside on your beautiful outsor- outside theater that you have sure, set up. Sure, That's sure. Fine. We're gonna- we'll throw <laughs> the neighbors popcorn, feed the birds. It's fine. It'll be feed fine. The birds, we'll feed the, neighbors, we'll feed the neighbors uh, liquor. They won't, they won't notice. They'll just right. be like, whatever. Anyway, listen. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. Maybe I'll scan through it, but my God. My God. All right, listen. At, all right, I don't mean to be a snobbist about acting, but I think oh, I... Oh, but you're about to be. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna break it down for you. Like, not only have I've acted, you know, I mean, I'm not going to boast about that, but I've watched enough acting. I watch movies. It's almost like my job. I watch movies and TV like my job. I'm on this yeah. podcast because I do it. I just ingest, right? There are just some people. Okay, and they're out there. Not only can they not de- deliver a line, they can't even just like look right when they're making an emotion. And <laughs> this is so harsh. And and there's no acting coach that can help these people. There's just not. There's not. You can just go to Stanislavski and you just be like, "Help me," and be like, "No." Why don't you, yeah, you know, there's a factory over there. They're hiring. Day shift, you know, get in there. It's great, great money. This is not your calling. I mean, that's all I'm going to say, Lynette. Simba, you must return to the pride. <laughs> Was that too harsh? No. <laughs> you can't even just look right. Never mind, act right. Why don't you act right? <laughs> act right. That's the anyway. shit that your grandmother says to you. <laughs> act right. Act right. Act right. Even then, you know how to act right. It's yeah, the same don't... thing. Don't be a fool. All right. What you got? What you got for your number three? All right. Number three. Let's switch it up a little. We're going to switch it up. Yeah. Do something a little fun at the end. Okay? All right. So, Lynette. Uh-huh. You I and I. Yeah. We've been working yeah. during this whole thing. A lot of people haven't been working. So, I want to break it down for those people that are just, you know, oh, my God, a new podcast. Let's just ingest it. Yum, yum, yum. Right? So, um, Katie Cat and I would be breaking down some uh, – movie trilogies and movie sagas right mm-hmm. so like we started with like like they had this crazy deal like 
big ups to Voodoo. Love those guys over there at the Voodoo app, V-U-D-U. Um, they had like this Friday 13th kind of like special. So I got all eight of those. Boom, bang those out. Then they had like the Insidious pack for like 14 bucks. Boom, bang four of those movies out, right? Mm-hmm. Insidious still hold up, still very, very, very scary movies. Then they started breaking out one of my favorite. And maybe it's nostalgia based, maybe, but I watch these movies and they're still good. The Phantasm series. Lynette, are you familiar with those? I've heard of it, but I, yeah. I didn't, one, I don't think I realized it was a series. Two, I've never actually seen it, but I know I've heard, it's called, the first one's just the Phantasm, right? Phantasm, right. Yeah. With a P, right. Yeah. Um, it is, it is, and, and I was texting people that I was watching part four. There's a part five, just uh, don't worry about it. One <laughs> through four. Um, and four is definitely low budge. A lot of them are low budge, but. There are, they are some of my favorite movies, and let me just break this down. There is something about the creation of this. It's purely organic and creative. Like, there's, you can't watch a Phantasm movie and go, oh, that's like this, or, oh, they took that from this movie. Mm. And when Don Coscarelli made these movies, he said that he thought of them in a dream. Like, he woke up in the middle of the night and just wrote this shit down and was like, that would make a great horror movie. And then he just made it. And there's something very organic creatively that happens. And when I did my uh, top 20 like movies of all time for Chris, um, I included Suspiria in the top 20. Yeah. And it's because there is a dreamlike logic to it. And I like movies that don't have that straight narrative. They don't have yeah. like, this is your main character, this is a bad guy. And this is what the main character wants. And the bad guy wants to stop him. Like, there's something about when you sit down, especially a horror movie, when you sit down and it just flows. It just, and you're just, you're kind of trapped. The movie kind of catches you. And there's something intriguing that happens in the first, and you're like, it's like a mystery. You're like, all right, I want to know what this movie wants to tell me. And these movies just keep you on that hook, and they don't let go. Like, even in part four, you're like, oh, like, they're showing me things that I didn't know in the, par- in the first three parts. Huh. And it's really interesting, and I highly high recommendation. All four of them have been for free on Amazon and uh, Vudu for free. I watched part four for free, and so I'd oh. have to buy them. But um, I highly recommend these movies. So, Lynette, my question to you, I, a high recommendation for you. I think you dig these movies. They're kind of hokey. They're kind of cheesy, but they're kind of hokey and cheesy in a Doctor Who kind of way. Ooh. Yeah, there's that. You know, I love I, I love my Doctor Who. There's that going on inside a horror movie. So, like, when you start it, you'll be like, oh, what's Ben talking about? But if you stick with it, you'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, there's something underlying. And you can tell, you know, the first movie was made in, like, I think, uh, 76, 75. And um, that movie... He, he was definitely watching Doctor Who when he made these. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, Lynette. So, that yeah. being said. What is your favorite horror movie series? Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I See, the problem is, is I don't, like, I'm just learning horror movies. Okay. I, I my mom what, made the What mistake. were you learned on? Yeah, what were you learned on? I, my mom, so two movies made my horror movie experience to the point where I stopped watching them all together. 
the first one was my mom thought that it would be okay for me to watch Poltergeist when I was eight. Mm-hmm. No, I think she, honestly, I think she thought that by me watching it, I'd become afraid of the TV and stop watching TV. No, because <laughs> no, because then I could never just turn it off. Like now you you're should. on a TV podcast. <laughs> I know. You just don't turn the TV off, and then the ghost can't come out of it, right? Dang. That's how it works, right? Dang. As long you as you don't the... get to the fuzzy screen, right? You right. don't get to the white noise, right? Right. <laughs> so that one freaked me the heck out. Now I edit myself, um, and so that one I wasn't doing. And then uh, one Thanksgiving. <laughs> They used to watch, uh, we would be at my friend Linda's house, and all like all the family would gather in the back room to watch a movie. The front room was for the football game. The back room, they were watching Aliens. Not Alien, not the first one, but the second one. And I was, well, I don't know how, I must have been like nine or ten when I think that came out, because it was on HBO when they were watching it. So, I, uh, yeah, I would sit and watch part of it and then get so freaked out I had to run into the other room. And so like Very I kept scary. running Yeah, I kept running in and out and I I didn't like the fact that the kids were all watching it and okay with it and I wasn't. And I was just like I can't I can't I can't do it and I had like dream like nightmares for weeks after that and I was like nope, I'm done. No more horror movies. <laughs> Though my fi- so like I love Cat's Eye. With Drew Barrymore. Like, yeah. that was, like, my favorite yes. horror movie until those happened. Right. And then I was like, no more horror movies ever. So <laughs> I just started watching them maybe about five five years ago. Okay. Have you seen Insidious and the Conjuring movies? Nope. And nope. Extremely scary. Extremely good. And uh, the reason... So, you know what? It's actually pretty good. You, Wait a minute. Pretty, what? Is The Conjuring with Patrick Wilson? Yes, it is. Is that the one where they're in a house? Yep. And, oh, no, I've seen that one. Yeah. That one was too effing scary. No. Yes. No. Nope. Extremely scary. Nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. So I think, I think you'll be all right with the Phantasm movies. They're not that scary because it's kind of older, and they're mm-hmm. kind of hokey like old school Doctor Who monsters. Yeah. And, like the uh, original Amityville Horror? Yes. Yeah, I could do that one. I could do that was, one all day. It was made almost in the same exact time. So check those out, Lynette. You won't be disappointed. Seriously. Okay. So And the rest of the people on the internet, seriously, check those out. If you haven't seen those. And when I was texting people, like, I'm on episode four or I'm on uh, part four. They were like, favorite horror series of all time. Like, yeah. seriously. So many people came back with that. And it still holds true. Like, and re-watching them at this. I mean, I watched them a bunch when I was a kid. And then rewatched. I was like. These movies are still great. They're still so great and funny. They're like funny at parts. And oh, then like there's that. sci-fi, but then there's kind of horror movie elements. It's kind of it's almost like a fantasy movie. It's the same guy that directed Beastmaster and a bunch of other movies. So oh, uh, okay. high recommendation. It's kind of like that kind of it's like eerie more than anything. So all right, cool. Uh it's a great introduction to horror movies. So but Lynette? Yeah. That being said. Is it YouTube in time? It's YouTube and time, baby. Let's Woo! go YouTube and YouTube and YouTube and. What do, What do you got for me as I get Beyonce Black is King trailer off my YouTube? <laughs> um, so, uh, I got a couple of things. Uh, I am pulling them up now. Uh, I found this and 
I can't believe that this isn't the way it came out, and it makes me so mad. Um, comicbook.com, three days ago, released a YouTube video. Um, a, uh, hold on, I gotta figure out who, a dude, a dude, I just, I'm gonna say that. I'm sure if you go to their um, comic book page on YouTube, you will find it. So a fan redid the scene from Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, the scene with Rey when she actually faces off against Palpatine, and inserted the um, the ghosts, the forced go- the force ghosts behind her. And I kid you not, I've never cried at a YouTube clip before, but I cried at this one. Mm. It made it 10 times better. It's got Yoda, Anakin, uh, Hayden Christensen, Luke as Mark Hamill, Obi-Wan, Alec Guinness as well, um, and then Yoda. And he did it. It's just phenomenal. It's a great, it's a great edit. I'm surprised they didn't do it for the original cut. Like, really? Really, guys? Really? Um, the well, only there's thing... A lot. There's a lot they haven't done for the original cut, and there was grumblings out there, probably from a fake, fake news, fake news kind of website, mm. uh, saying that they're cutting uh, Rise of Skywalker from the canon. But go ahead. Wait, what? I thought yeah, you were gonna I, say they were gonna release a butthole version, like cats, uh, but no. Like cats? No, no. Uh, I heard that they. I've heard from multiple sources from RL, from real life, and yeah. from the internet that um, they're cutting Rise of Skywalker from the canon. Like it never happened. Is that why the whole Mandalorian might meet Ray news came out? Yes. Uh, And that's what stirred the whole rumor mill and stuff like that. So that movie was a travesty. I mean, I've spoken out about that and and last year, but but and that's just me being a fanboy. I get it. But yeah, I've heard that they are cutting a bunch from canon so they can move forward with Mandalorian and their properties. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I... Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, know how I feel about that. Read up that. on that for the next week, but I will check that. Okay. Tri- I, I think I saw the, the picture of it. I didn't check that one out. So Yeah, check it out. It, it's right. really worth it. And then right. uh, one other one, just some schooling. Fourth uh, of July uh, was a couple of days ago. And... Um, it was released by thegringo.com um, uh, via NPR. I think it's on the NPR site for YouTube. Um, they have five of Frederick Douglass's ancestors read his 4th of July speech. Um, and it's awesome. Fucking beautiful. Um, and it's just, it's one of those moments that you're just like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's cool. So those are my two. Those are my two YouTube clips. So go check them out. What about you? What you got? All right, I got three for this week. Uh, a couple of music ones. Um, so first one is uh, Lynette. Do you know the NPR Tiny Desk? Of course. They uh, re-released one from two two thousand ten. It was Weird Al Yankovic's performance, Ooh. and um, it's all acoustic songs. It is, um, you don't, it starts with, you don't love me anymore, which is 
one of my favorite songs just of all time and yeah. one of my favorite Weird Al songs. So great and like it just awesome performances. All three acoustic songs with his full band from high school. Just awesome. Um and uh so my second one, just check that out. That's just a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Then my second one is from a page called Grave Explorations. Ooh. So um this one talks about it's kind of like the E True Hollywood stories with AJ Benza back in the day and they go through like the life and death of uh famous like child actors and stuff. Hi. This one, yeah, this one's 38 minutes and it's the life and death of Carl Alfalfa Schweitzer. So the guy oh, that the played Alfalfa, Alfalfa in like the little rascals, it talks about his life and death and it is fascinating. 38 minutes, I couldn't turn it off. I had to keep going back to it. Um just weird story I totally forgot about. Maybe they did it on E True Hollywood Stories back in the day, but that was great. Um, yeah, check that one out. And uh, I subscribe to his channel. Hopefully, it just keeps coming out with ones. Um, but also, my last one, uh, The Vinyl Factory, is a page I subscribe to, and they have a great um, kind of releases of the week. They do a release of the week on vinyl, and sometimes it's a re release, It's sometimes it's a, a single, sometimes it's an LP. But I listen. I, I subscribe to them. Their actual website, but they have VF Live that they just started, and there's a DJ called Equinox, and he's playing crazy, um, uh, reggae dub music that's like kind of like aggressive, forty minutes long. VF Live Equinox spelled all crazy, uh, E Q U I K N O X X Equinox, okay. VF Live really crazy music but then breaks it down to like slow jams in the middle uh 40 minutes of awesome music uh if you have the opportunity you know download it whatever you gotta do and just listen to that but that's what i have for youtube and lynette nice yeah so lynette any shout outs anything going on in your life you want to say on air or forever hold your peace yeah i'm super excited uh i'm going to attend my first concert since the pandemic tomorrow no way yeah, Troy Savings Music Hall is working with um, the Jericho Drive-In. So it's a drive-in concert of, um, Jules, I think the name is Josia and Christopher. Don't even know their music. Don't care. It's a concert. I'm there. Um, <laughs> and awesome. so it's you get to go in. Um, and because New York is so good about being on lockdown, cars in our in our campy chairs uh, for the concert. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Before it was just gonna be sitting in our cars listening. I didn't really care either way. I was just excited to go hear some live music. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, and I know that there's a couple of other uh, local vendors that are trying this as well with like a concert and a movie situation, like similar to what we went to um, in Syracuse with the yes. the Italian movie. Um, oh, the Beyond. Do- yeah, so they're doing like one. Uh, Proctor's is sponsoring Pink Floyd, uh, a Pink Floyd cover band, and they're gonna do Dark Side of the Moon with The Wizard of Oz. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm excited. So if this one goes well tomorrow night, I might be going to concerts a little bit more often again. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I, there's been a lot of a a uh, lot of push for drive through concerts. I mean, that's great. And hopefully drive throughs come. I mean, up here in upstate New York, we have tons of room, tons mm-hmm. of like acreage for, to, for drive-in. So 
you don't actually have drive-ins up there? Uh, we have a couple. There's down, there's one down towards Cooperstown, which we should meet uh, sometimes. Yeah. It's like halfway between us. And there's one above Syracuse a little, but they closed the one down in Rome. So, yeah, there's not uh, a lot. So I'm thinking that they're going to start opening up quite a bit. Yeah, because we've got three or four around us. We still got to hike a little bit. But, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, What about cool. you? What you got? Anything? I got nothing. I got nothing, baby. Um, what I got is um, I want everyone out there. We're New York strong up here. Everyone's mm-hmm. our numbers are low. Everyone keep wearing masks. You know, I've been out and about. I've been getting a little braver. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Doing a little outdoor uh, seating, outdoor venues at restaurants and stuff like that. But yeah. can I say my fellow New Yorkers, my fellow New Englanders, too, because I've been back to New England. Mm-hmm. Everyone wearing masks. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone, you know what I mean? Whether it's to go up and order your food with a mask and then go back to your table. Everyone's been respectful. Everyone's doing the thing. Don't politicize masks. You're you're nuts if you do. And just science is real. <laughs> Disease is real. And just wear a mask. Right, Lynette? Right. Right. If All it's right. not for you, it's for my grandmother. Actually, it's for my mother. It's, yeah. Please wear a mask for my mom. Yeah. Same here in my kiddo. So please, yeah. please, please, please. So, Lynette, thank you great podcast thank you as yes. always yes You're welcome so all you kids out there on the yes yeah, always a pleasure on all you kids out there on the internet thank you for tuning in i have been ben frawley this has been desperately seeking entertainment and good night and good luck night